everyone and welcome back to more Knowing Wheel. Yesterday we returned with episode 71 of your favourite or hopefully your favourite Formula One orientated podcast style show. Today of course we are joined as always by Jamie183. How how are we doing mate? Of course I'm back good. from Spa. Yeah fresh off the back of uh, my travels to, uh, to Belgium this weekend which was very very yes. good fun. Um yeah, it's currently uh, Tuesday as you watch this. I got I got back into where I live in Manchester and literally last night. Uh, Jamie, it's Wednesday as they watch this. Yeah, sorry, we've broken the fourth wall already uh, about a minute in. So that's good. Um, but yeah, I had a very good time. Um, the travel back was quite long. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we've we've made it and we're here to record the podcast for you. We, we certainly are, yes. I want you just, as the show goes on, to sprinkle in anecdotes and stories okay. uh, from your time. We'll do it at spa Francochamps. <laughs> um but as always of course you know if you are interested in, you know if you're watching this on youtube wave hello to the camera jamie for me you know there will be links down below of course check out Bybit. it's it's on my chair it's on me top everything like that uh check out f1 merch as well uh we've got links to spotify links to everything you could ever desire are uh, down there in the description below so yeah we definitely recommend going and seeing what's going on clips as well you know we have got all that good stuff we're trying to push we're trying to push the tiktok game at the moment with the show for some reason um but yeah if you want to go check that out it would be greatly greatly appreciated but of course this week we're going to be splitting it up we have got the only triple header of the year isn't it yes um now russia of course has been rightfully scrapped uh, how on earth just quickly were they ever thinking singapore russia japan was a good triple header oh it's insanity isn't it <laughs> that was gonna be such eggery of the absolute finest yeah. but yeah luckily i mean yeah we've managed to get rid of the russian grand prix this year it was always pretty awful anyway in an even worse country or an even worse leader yeah even i think is safe to say at the current state of affairs but of course today we'll be jumping in and doing our review of the belgian grand prix then we'll be back either tomorrow or friday uh, with our preview show ready from zanvolt so there is plenty of formula one content for you to check out um but yeah let's let's bring it in then jamie with pre-weekend we did have some interesting stories didn't we where, where are you going to start us from i'm going to give you full control well where are we going to start us from uh yeah, well, pre-weekend, we obviously had the technical directive finally uh, coming into like play when it feels like it's been about two months since it was first announced. Um, it has been about two months, yeah, hasn't it? Has, so, yeah, the porpoising or like the new sensors, new flexi floor, all of that kind of stuff was being addressed in Spa, which was obviously hyped up to be like, this is where Mercedes are going to come back. They've been on good form in the previous races anyway. So this could have been like the final swing to put them back in a position to win races um in fact i think it was james vowels and lewis hamilton both came into the weekend fairly confident like hamilton's never confident about anything like even in 2020 they just kept downplaying how fast their car was but maybe the daz will yeah, fail yeah and then they they i quote will cause some chaos uh who said that exactly i actually don't know it was either james vowels or james allison i think right okay it was one of the one of the James's. one of the mercedes higher-ups yeah so, yeah, Mercedes claiming they're going to be looking good for the Belgian Grand Prix, which uh, we we all know how that went later on in the weekend. But, yeah, it could have been uh, big news. Another bit of big news for a German manufacturer, um, Audi, which is the, the worst kept secret probably in Formula 1 over the last few months. Um, Either Audi or Porsche, was yeah, it? I mean, Porsche yeah. technically haven't even yeah, been named. Yeah, technically, Porsche is hitting on. the rocks of it by the sounds of it. Um, yes, yeah. But Audi, yeah, have finally announced that they're uh, they're coming into the sport uh, initially as an engine supplier, and there's no further word than that so far. But they obviously are going to take over Sauber in 2026 when the new rule changes come in, or before then. Well, they're going to take over. Alfa Romeo have announced that they're ending their partnership in the end of 23, so Audi will take over where Alfa Romeo have been as a as like a title sponsor, effectively running as Audi as they're running at Alfa Romeo at the minute, despite it still being Sauber. And then in 26, they'll do a full takeover as BMW have in the past with that team. It's a bit complicated, yes. but hopefully that was clear enough. <laughs> well, the Germans, they love to keep it simple, don't they? Yes, exactly. The and they're already day. firing I mean, shots at Mercedes, which I kind of like. <laughs> yes, yeah, that was brilliant, wasn't it? But Mercedes did fire back quite well. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame they couldn't fire back to the uh, competitors on track as much as they did to Audi. But <laughs> wow. yeah, we actually saw the uh, the new car, the show car that was announced 
Um, Did you get any pictures? No, actually, I didn't. Um, no. Also, What's the point, then? I don't know. I was just it was fan zone. There were lots of people. I just couldn't bother. So, yeah, they they took the 2022 show car that I also saw in Silverstone last year and repainted it with some Audi colours. Um, yes, yeah, to be fair, that's, I did think it just looks exactly the same, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. Because I saw the show car at Silverstone. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, and also Mercedes launched a special livery, which they then bottled using because it looked too much like Ferrari. <laughs> which oh, I but they never were planning on using no, they it, were. were they? they were, the red one. They were going to. Were they? Yeah. I did. I, I, from what I gathered and sort of read, they were never planning on actually using it at all. No, they were. Because the last time they used a custom livery like that, it went horrendously. No, they were going to use it. And then they, they said that it would have caused too much confusion on track. But really, it was because of all the backlash. <laughs> bold. Yeah, yeah. It it was not it was not a pretty looking thing. No. There is there's certainly no. that to be said. It was like the Ferrari Quite Mercedes clear. love child, wasn't it? Yeah, it did. I mean, I even put a, a meme out on the channel about <laughs> that. But quickly though, I did just want to discuss. Uh, obviously, because it it kind of fell under the radar because it was kind of a given after the other announcements. But Alfa Romeo leaving Sauber. That has been a thoroughly underwhelming venture, hasn't it? Yeah, it was a, bit, a little bit weird. Like, it was only ever a title sponsorship. It wasn't like Alfa Romeo running the team at all. No, so it secured no. them with money, which is very helpful, obviously. Because um, 2015, 16, even 14, they were struggling financially completely. But now their future yes. does seem secure, which is very good for them and good for the sport as well, because Sauber have been around a while. Be Sauber are OGs, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, it seems like Sauber you can't lose. But yeah, all, all it really way. achieved was getting Giovinazzi on the grid for a bit. Like, the rest of it would have fallen into place. I guess Leclerc maybe wouldn't have got his break in 2018 if they hadn't had it. Haas were going to have him anyway. Yeah, so he would have got into he F1 was regardless. Be somewhere. Yeah. But um, yeah, it gave Leclerc his debut. They've had Raikkonen for a bit, but it never really amounted to too much. Obviously, no. the biggest achievement has been bringing Joe Guan Yu into the sport this year oh of course um of course <laughs> yeah it's they've no obviously no podiums as a team that could potentially they get could get one this year or next year um but it's looking unlikely and yeah they're gonna be leaving the sport having yeah not really ever achieved what they did in the 50s obviously but no yeah they were never really going to with that team you don't think <laughs> no exactly but it's just a bit weird isn't it because there's even things like alfa romeo you always got the sense they kind of only half jumped in anyway with them mm. For example, obviously all the Formula One teams, their esports teams are the same. Apart from it was still Sauber esports. Yeah. Like yeah. Alfa Romeo, explicitly from what obviously from what I've sort of heard, um, they wanted no involvement with the esports side of things. Yeah. And they were like, no, it's Sauber's. We don't want anything to do with that. Yeah. Uh, which seems... obviously Ferrari were first time round. Yeah. It seems very much like a business opportunity rather than like to get the Alfa Romeo name on the grid was the only real reason they wanted to do it. They. They didn't really But they care. wanted nothing else. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was very, very strange, wasn't it? Uh, this this entire venture. But I mean, Audi coming in, I am very, very hyped for that. Like we obviously yeah. mentioned, you know, the last time a German company took over Sauber, things went pretty well. Yeah, definitely. Until they went badly wrong, but things went pretty well for quite <laughs> yeah, a while. Yeah, it, it was building up very nicely and then fell apart within 18 months and they were gone. <laughs> Yes, yeah. So Which hopefully, was a culmination of things, but... Yeah, hopefully they achieve what they did as BMW Salva, because 2007-2008, they were quality. And Nick Heidfeld, Robert Kubitz, it was a they deadly were. lineup back in the day. So... Yes. Yeah, yeah. hopefully. But yeah, we'll move on from Audi. Um, no, I wanted to quickly oh, mention one okay. more thing. Go for it. Have you read... I, I, I feel like this didn't go particularly viral... But have you read, sorry, we're going to completely jump off off of any sort of knowing wheel here. And we're going to jump right into conspiracies. I watched quite an interesting video a couple of days ago talking about did Alfa Romeo and Sauber conspire to screw Antonio Giovinazzi in 2021? What For what reason would they have done that? I well, I can't quite work this out either. But there was there was an interesting video that explained how he lost probably about 25 points over the course of last year because the big one that I think a lot of people forget is Giovinazzi could have quite rightly won the Hungarian Grand Prix last year really? do you not remember, remember that. before that race started he pit on the end of the formation lap onto dry tires oh yeah I do remember that yes and then Alfa Romeo when everyone else boxed onto dries they put him back on inters for some reason 
So he would have started the race on a set of dry compound tyres alongside Hamilton and would have been miles in front at the end of that point. Of course, Ocon and Seb would have caught him, but would they have been able to get past? Yeah, I mean... Probably. It's such a conspiracy. Get your tinfoil hat It out. is, completely. Exactly. But <laughs> he it, also it screwed himself in Monza route. and Zandvoort by crashing out of yes. the points. Um, yeah, that was... Well, Monza... No, Monza, he did take himself out, didn't yeah. he? Zandvoort, he was unlucky. Yeah, yeah. But even so, given that seat... I mean, rumours have been coming back. I just says, please no. Oh, I don't. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. We'll get on to driver Honestly, I can't think of anything. I'm sure. It's literally, in my eyes, he is like on Latifi levels of mediocrity. Yeah. He's broke the record for most races in Formula E without scoring a point. Yeah. And the previous record was held by an absolute unserious driver who like was literally a pay driver in FE, which kind of yes. says it all. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. exactly, we'll move on. I mean, he's in, he's in with a useless team, but yeah. I didn't think we'd talk about the Belgian Grand Prix and it just end up being a. Well, we've gone ten Antonio minutes and we haven't even got to the race yet. So no, but that's <laughs> that's go. pretty normal for but us. Not the race, even the the race weekend, even. <laughs> even the race weekend. I mean, we spoke about Audi. That was part of the race yeah. weekend. Yeah. And uh, talk me through free practice, then, Jamie. Free practice, as you were there. Yeah, I was there. Um, Friday morning, wake up in the tent, uh, have some oats, have like, a bit of coffee. Lovely time. I said talk us through free practice, not <laughs> what Jamie gets up to. Uh, I walked to the track. Uh, on the way in, I got told I can't take my, my Mertel water bottle in. So I had to walk back 20 minutes to my tent, drop the bottle off and walk back another 20 minutes to the track. That was fun. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, went to uh, Camel Straight for FP1. Saw a lot of the cars going. Nothing really happened. It was a bit cold. A little bit of water in the air, um, otherwise known as rain. Um yeah, it was interesting Friday because, like, obviously the conditions were very different on Friday to the rest of the weekend. So teams didn't really want to do very much. Um, so the, the cars weren't out for as long as they usually would be. But the race pace stuff did seem to show Verstappen was on a different level from a very early stage in the weekend. Um, yes. But before Friday, in fact, uh, or maybe just after FP1, everyone announced they had grid penalties. So, yeah, the grid was already going to be like completely mixed up seven drivers in total i believe had the penalties um all of them apart from bottas were starting from what they call the back of the grid because you've taken more than 15 places um including verstappen and leclerc who are obviously both going to be going for the race win pre-weekend you assume um maybe not leclerc based on recent form but yeah it's going to be a mixed up grid um but based on hungary we even on the track we were kind of like yeah, wherever Verstappen starts, he'll probably still have a good chance of winning the race. Um, yes. But yeah, Friday practice, nothing much happened. Um, but yeah, F2 and F3 qualifying, and yeah, they were interesting on the grid, on the track, definitely. Um, which gives me a nice caveat. Oh, that was so smooth. To the quiz. It's not week. really smooth when you... Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, I hadn't even thought that was going to be what was coming. Oh, no. Yes. Can I quickly also mention, yeah, though, um, obviously, when you spoke about grid penalties there, of course, Ferrari tried to be really clever with it, didn't they? Yeah, and it backfired. And they, they took Leclerc's penalties individually so they wouldn't be more than 15 places. And then the FIA went, that's not how numbers work. Yeah, you can't take a 5, a 5, and a 5 and not have 15. And not equal 15, So yeah. Ferrari showing why their strategies are quite as bad as they usually are by proving they can't do basic maths. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it didn't work for Leclerc. Um, also, Mick Schumacher tried the same thing didn't work for him either no. um so yeah but talking about f2 and f3 uh one thing i noticed while at, at the race weekend looking at the grid there was no british driver on the f2 grid this weekend um, no because ollie Corbett was banned wasn't he yes and another driver uh jake hughes has left oh yeah jake hughes well has been binned off for formula e um so yeah i was like that doesn't usually happen i was thinking that um so for that reason, we're going to do oh a little quiz. No. Oh Since no. Formula 2 inaugurated in 2017 as Formula 2, yep. there have been 10 British drivers. Oh, no. I'm never going to You are going to have one minute. But Jamie, I haven't really watched Formula 2 until this year. Well, you can get... I mean, right, I can get... A few, yeah, right, we'll, we'll try. So we'll try. you're going to have one minute to name all 10 of them. If I oh my timer set for an hour and fifty minutes for some reason. I'm is, gonna need an hour and that's fifty brilliant. minutes. <laughs> uh, there we go. So we're gonna go in three, two, one, and go. And we're Caldwell, off. Caldwell, 
Yes. Um, obviously, the other guy we just mentioned. Who, what's his name? Uh, t- uh, not Teleport Chair, uh, Jake Hughes. <laughs> yes. Lando Norris, George Russell. Yes, both of those. Um, Alban doesn't count, I take it. No, he's tied. No, okay. Um, oh, which other British mediocrity have been in Formula 2 over the last few years? Oh, no. I'm Got trying to think. Left. Oh, Lop, he was yep. good. Um... Was there another one? No, I'm thinking of Marcus Ericsson. He wasn't. No, not Marcus <laughs> Ericsson. I'm thinking of Christian Lungard. Um, who else? Who else has been in Formula You've got five left and you've got 20 seconds. I mean, if you wind back the clock, you could make a case for Raggers still being British. How? <laughs> well, you know, back when England was apparently great and Victoria. Oh, brilliant. You could do that for all the drivers. You could make that claim that half the drivers on the grid, yeah, were British. Um, I've just ruined all my you got time. five there, seconds. I mean, I'm impressed I got five. Yeah, um, it's give all, me give me just one over. second to wrap my brain when I'm not under pressure. I'm, I can okay. really get they don't count anymore. Uh, I'm just trying to think of any. Is there any else I should get? That, well, Bearing you in mind, will, like I said, I haven't been able to You will know F2 all of them. The I oh, actually, have I've got of one of them down twice. There were actually only nine. Oh, there were only nine. So I got more than half then. So you got five out of nine. Um, um, you should have got at least two more, but the other two are quite okay. hard. Okay. So, uh, did they all race full time? Yes, I believe so. Can you give me the year they raced? So I really do want so, to just see if I can get these. One was 2020 and 21, I think. But definitely 2020. Oh, Dan yep. of course. Uh, yeah. One was very regular early day, like 17 to 19, I think he was. Um, had made an appearance in Formula One. That'll give it away. So, no, not... No, no bells being Give me run. a second. Give me a second. Obviously, it's not Julian Palmer. He was already in F1 by then. Yeah. He did make an appearance in Formula 1. Yeah. This is horrendous. That's I can't remember Very this. poor wheel knowledge from Matt here. It is. <laughs> Who, which other British drivers come into Formula 1 recently? No, because the, the, it was only Leclerc that came. What year did he race in F1? 2020. No, still no. I genuinely cannot work out who we are on about. He raced in F1 in 2020. Yes, he did. Well, it must have been for a bad team. How can I not remember this? <laughs> is it really obvious? Uh, you absolutely will know who he is, yeah. Well, I'd hope so if he raced in yeah. Formula 1. I'm trying to think, was he... He didn't race full-time, did he? No. No. But he did race. Yep. And he was British. Yep. I'll, I'll give you the other two while you think of this one because you won't get if you can't get this one you won't get the other two, okay. Um, which are Ollie Rowland who was in 2017. Oh and yeah, Jordan yeah. King who was also yes. early days. Yeah, no, because he commentates on F2 now. Yeah, he does. It? How can I not get a British driver that raced in F1 in 2020? Well, he's on a poor form. It's a bad showing from Matt. I it is horrendous. Should I, should I give form? it away? Oh no! Give me the first letter of his name. I'll give you the uh, yeah. So his surname begins with A. Still no. How can Think I not why, get this? Why? Who dropped out of races in 2020, and who were they replaced by? Well, Nico Ulkenberg, wasn't it? There were more than that. How am I not getting this? <laughs> oh, Aiken. Yes, there you yes, go. Yes, of course. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, his one F1 appearance just screwed George Russell, didn't it? Yeah, it did. He did, nothing but else he did make weekend. an F1 appearance. I've completely forgotten. Because obviously, yeah, Fittipaldi race. Fittipaldi's yeah. raced in F1, hasn't he? Yeah. How would I, I genuinely completely that was very, forgot very poor about that? From Matt. Yeah. It was horrendous. Awful wheel knowledge. <laughs> Shall we actually move on to qualifying? I think we've, this is the furthest. Please, desperately, so I can The furthest that. we've got into a podcast before mentioning any relevant F1. <laughs> I but can't there we go. That. Yeah, all of the uh, all of the grid penalties that we said did, made qualifying probably the most irrelevant session in quite a long time. Um, yes, because, since like Monza a couple of years. Yeah, ago. it turned out that nobody started the race in the position they qualified. No, um, but no one thing all. that did save us from a complete farce, at least, was because there were so many people all starting from the back of the grid, or supposedly the back of the grid, they had to qualify 
like to out qualify. It was almost like an A class and a B class between the drivers with no penalties and the drivers with penalties. So at least everyone still tried. And obviously with the tire change or like you can change tires now between Q three and the race. It, there's no reason to, to not try, basically, which was quite good. Well, actually, Jamie, if you remember correctly, you always change tyres between Q3 oh. and the race because you actually start on the on Q2, Q2 tyres. Tire, yes, thank you for that. <laughs> you remember who Jack Aitken is. Now you think you can pull up me on anything. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. But then again, in one of my... I think the video that's still got the most views on my channel, I accidentally called him Alex Aitken. Brilliant. <laughs> I, mean, I still get... Genuinely, I still get comments to this day going, who's Alex Aitken? Yeah. Well, didn't you call Alex Alban something different for ages as well? I probably called him Jack Alban. Jack Alban, yeah. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> It's horrendous, horrendous wheel knowledge yeah. from, from your boy. Just a massive Aitken hater, really, aren't you? I mean, I'm not a fan of him particularly as a driver. Fair play. I've I, never if warmed him. If you watch Jack Aitken, I'm sorry. Yeah, I apologise, Jack. You know, <laughs> we'll have I'm you sure on another time. On, if you want, yeah. If, yeah, if you want to come on the show and replace me, yeah, if you want to come on the show, I won't be there. <laughs> yeah, any uh, any Formula One drivers watching, we're, we're always welcome for guests. So please yes, let exactly, us know. Yeah, hit me up <laughs> with your personal. Just add, follow me on Twitter. I might follow you back. We'll wait and see. <laughs> Yes, so Q1 um, happened because... Q1 did happen, did happen. Yes. Not much actually happened in Q1. Um, and because of all the good penalties, every driver in Q1 who was out all moved up places other than Yuki Tsunoda, who was going to start from the pit lane anyway. So, yeah, he... Well, quali- he wasn't at the time. No, he wasn't actually, but he qualified 19th um, and started from the pit lane in the end. Everyone else who was out, which were Vettel, Latifi and Magnussen occupied p10 11 and 12 on the grid despite going out in q1 um yes yeah. Bottas had only a 10 place penalty so was going to be uh what 13th regardless of everything because everyone else had yes. proper back of the grid he was only 10 places and le- and yeah unless he put it inside the top three on the grid <laughs> yeah yeah that's true so he didn't bother trying um first q1 elimination since monaco 2015 which yeah wow. it's quite a streak yeah. Mad, isn't it? For Bot- I mean, really, when we talk about qualifying, there probably are only two things to discuss, isn't it? Yeah. Alex Albon was rapid down the straights. Yeah. And Max Verstappen was just in another league everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So that was kind of it, really. The rest of it was as expected, almost. Ricardo going out in Q2 was a bit of a surprise, but then it was is Ricardo. expected. Exactly. Um, yeah, Albon's first think- Q3. Everyone on the grid has now got a Q3 appearance this season as well, which is quite yeah. cool. First time since... Oh dear. Every full-time driver has made it into Q3 for the first time in a single season since, Jamie? This is hard. Uh, oh, this must be a long time ago. 2015? No. No, Manor. Oh dear. You think Manor would have yeah. made it into Q3? <laughs> I was like, when was the last time we had it? No. Oh, actually, that year, no, it was 2016, Sable was egg, wasn't it? What year was it? Because every year seems to have a back marker, doesn't it? 2009. I was going to say 2009, but I thought... Yeah, 2009. Yeah, surely one of the Tarossos didn't. But nope, ever made it into Q3 at least once in 09. Every full time driver. Part, obviously, yeah. Because there were exactly, tons of replacement drivers. Yes, there was like 25 drivers that 28, year. 28, I think that was. Was it 28? Are you sure I'm thinking of 2010? Oh, maybe it is 2010. Yeah, 25 sounds about right. Because obviously, Alkaswari, yeah. Grosjean, Badoa, uh, or rinsing them off. Hang on. Basically, every team changed drivers mid season apart from like two or three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but Alba made it into Q3 anyway. First time they're here for him this season. First time for Williams since Latifi did it somehow. <laughs> I, don't, I still, still don't know was, how yeah, that happened. That still was bizarre. <laughs> um, yeah, Verstappen put it on pole in the first runs in Q3. But he only did one run in yeah. each qualifying session and yeah. he was still six tenths clear of anyone. So he watched his pole position or like Pirelli, he got the award for it. So fastest qualifier award. He watched that be confirmed from the garage a la Sebastian Vettel in 2013. Yes, Singapore, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, fastest by six tenths which on one one run, which is just ridiculous. Uh, another thing but, that happened is... Uh, sorry, quickly. Oh, go on. Quickly, can I just add? Leclerc, 2019, actually outqualified the rest of the field by more. He did, yeah. Leclerc was... I think the gap it's... for Leclerc was bigger, in, <laughs> bigger on Saturday than it he won the, the race. race by. Yeah. It was 0.89 something, 0.898 in qualifying over Vettel. I thought it was 7, I thought. Yeah, even so, it was a lot over Vettel. Um, Obviously, the Ferrari was horrendously illegal. Nice engine, yeah. (laughs) They dropped like 8 tenths on Mercedes in sector 1, which is one corner. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Verstappen, pole. Talking of Ferrari, they accidentally put Leclerc on the wrong set of tyres, which... (sighs) 
We saw that happen in Hungary uh, in the race, but it hasn't happened in qualifying yet. But yeah, they they were meaning to save his new set of soft tires that he gets for Q3. Uh, they were hoping to use them in the race or save them for the race at least. Um, but they accidentally put them on his car in qualifying, despite him basically being confirmed to be qualifying second off the back of the people, back of the grid people, because he wasn't ever going to be Verstappen, and he could have outqualified the rest of them on his use softs from Q2, which they were meant to be yeah. using. I mean Ferrari. It's I mean, to be awful. fair, they did use the slipstream quite well at Spa. They did, yeah, they did. But they've always been quite good at that. Just yeah, so used to having number two drivers that yeah. They, yeah, so they basically it. spent five years making Barrichello just do a Schumacher <laughs> yeah. everywhere all the time. Yeah, um, did it for most but of yeah, the race us... in Austria 2002 as well. Exactly. <laughs> give us a full rundown then, Jamie, of the actual times and then where they all qualified. The actual, oh, the actual times. So we had Verstappen, oh dear. It was Verstappen, Sainz, Perez. Uh, oh, you're testing me here. This is awful. I thought you honestly had it up to me. No, I can, I'm, I'm loading it very fast. Uh, qualifying, here we go. So it's Verstappen, Sainz, Perez, Leclerc, top four. Yeah. Ocon, Alonso, Hamilton, Russell, Albon, yep. Norris was the actual, the qualifying order. The actual yep. starting grid, Sainz, Perez, Alonso, Hamilton, Russell, Albon, Ricardo, Gasly was meant to be eighth, but then ended up in the pit lane. Uh, Stroll, ninth, and Vettel, tenth, double top ten for Aston Martin. Which First is... double top ten of the year for them. Really? But... Oh. Yeah, but that being said, and I'm sure we'll talk about it later on, they were one of the pleasant surprises. From well, the yeah, rest their, their race pace the has always been quite decent, hasn't it? But yeah, just quality yeah. pace hasn't been there. So having a race weekend where they just a top ten by default must be quite nice. Yes, yeah, uh, but yeah, Mercedes clearly planning on causing carnage. Yep, um, behind the Alpines. Uh, I mean, yeah, they they behind the Alpines, and safe to say, pretty early on, they well, one of them did, didn't they? Yes, into the race. Uh, yeah, we had Alonso claiming he's going to lead into turn one or turn five, sorry, as always. Um, yeah, going up the uh, the hill, you've obviously Perez started second, had a really bad start immediately, dropped to fifth behind both Mercedes and uh, and Fernando Alonso as well. Uh, up the hill, you've got Sainz leading quite comfortably, and then Alonso and Hamilton, the two champions, going side by side. Um, and yeah, it didn't it didn't go particularly well for Lewis Hamilton, who uh, unfortunately for him squeezed Alonso a bit too hard onto the curb on the inside of Lecom and launched himself into the air, giving Alonso a very bit of minor damage that wasn't picked up until about lap forty three by the cameras. So he didn't get a black and orange flag for it. But if it was Kevin Magnussen, he definitely would have done. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Lewis Hamilton, his first self inflicted. Well, first 100% definite self-inflicted DNF. No, since, first self-inflicted DNF since, since... Spa 2011, I would say. Really? He had a... Uh, well, yeah, there's, a, there's yeah, a few arguable really, ones. Yeah, there's been a couple of ones that are... Fifth, well, well, yeah, 50... Well, some of them weren't really 50-50, but others were. But yeah, um, his first non-reliability, non-Verstappen-related DNF since Spa 20, Spain 2016, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, mad. Pretty mad. His streak has been which, very good. Exactly. Which, to be fair, and I mean, let's let's just mention it quickly then, Jamie, as we're discussing it. Alonso's comments, obviously, very very much, you know, heat of the moment. Yeah. Uh, you know, everything emotions are high, things like that. But it's still very very clear, isn't it? Alonso is salty is the wrong word. Um, but still, there is a lot of anger between Alonso and Hamilton mainly facing one way I think I think it's safe to say Hamilton probably gets free accommodation in Fernando's head living <laughs> rent free there w- would you agree is that a fair assessment Alonso definitely thinks about Hamilton a lot more than Hamilton thinks about Alonso that's yes that's definite. yeah and I think Alonso has always felt like he's not had the career he quite should have done or the success he should have done so yeah. towards drivers like Vettel and Hamilton, who he decrees as getting the fastest car quite a lot in his career. Um, yeah, he's got that little bit of bitterness. Um, we bring it up quite a lot. But when it, when 2013 Vettel was getting his fourth championship really easily, Alonso was yes. like, yeah, he shouldn't be having four, basically. 
Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he he has been unlucky in his career, obviously Alonso. But I but he's been it's been it's a lot been of self inflicted bad luck as well. Like he's fair, burned Alonso's a lot of bridges. ego. Yeah, Alonso's ego is his greatest downfall yeah. in Formula One. If he didn't have the ego he had, easily at least another world championship there, you'd imagine. Yeah, maybe a couple um, more, definitely. Um, yeah. But, but I mean, yeah, to, this one Hamilton wasn't on beat him. him as a rookie. Mm, tied. Yeah. I think but he, he finished ahead of him in the championship and I think that was sort of where it stemmed from wasn't it because before I think Alonso genuinely never expected Lewis to be anywhere near no. him in well he went to that team to be number one and that's what he said in his contract yeah. but he went to that team to be number one and I, if I remember correctly he told Ron Dennis if you want to win the Constructors Championship why are you bringing this kid in really I didn't know that Alonso never expected Hamilton to be anywhere no in 07 no and, it, and yeah, of course, the, the fallout is quite I, well documented, obviously. Yes, but I ever, did see yeah. one more brilliant tweet quickly as well of someone saying Hamilton can't race wheel. Obviously, Alonso saying Hamilton can't race wheel to wheel. And someone literally pointing back, obviously, to Hamilton's very first race. We went round the outside of Alonso <laughs> at turn one. Yeah. <laughs> Which did make me chuckle. Very good. But, yeah. I mean, Hamilton's fault. It does, it does amuse me. That. Obviously, here at the moment, we can't analyse the comments too much. But Alonso's saying he only knows how to race from the front. They were battling for second place. Hmm. <laughs> it's like this is the front. It's like well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I it was on Hamilton. Alonso was the innocent party here. Obviously, it didn't affect Alonso too much. Could have backed out, but I no, I'm not saying he should have. But, but he would have had to have jump the curve. Out. It would have been quite hard to back out. Yeah, like, yeah. No, like I said, I'm not yeah. trying to shift any of the blame onto Fernando, mm. but certainly, yeah. obviously, you know. And Lewis put his hands up and admitted. But I did think as well it was very good of Lewis not interested in what Alonso said. No, not Because let's be fair, he knows what Fernando is like. He yeah. will probably know what Alonso is likely going to say. And Hamilton, yeah. of course, is probably... I'd say Hamilton is the best driver when it comes to media. He just doesn't take it. He doesn't rise to it, does he? But he's incredibly clever with the way he does it, though, isn't it? Because he didn't say anything at the time. But apparently he did say something later on, though, didn't he? I didn't see. I didn't see much of the reaction. There was one race. thing. I would think if you want to chat from it, I want to see if I can just try and find it again. Yeah. Apparently, he said okay. one. He made one comment after the weekend. So that it. um, yeah, that collision at turn five uh led left science in the lead. Um, Russell was actually P two momentarily, I believe. Um, with Perez third and yeah, but ended that one. Verstappen was up to P seven. Uh, there was a safety car deployed, uh, but ended that one. Hamilton had to pull over, which got a, a, a resounding applause from all of the Dutch who I was sat with. <laughs> yes, um, yeah, I bet. Yeah, it, it wasn't toxic or anything. It was There was no horror stories at all from the whole weekend in terms of Dutch fans. Um, in fact, they weren't even that rowdy in the campsite, which was nice. <laughs> but yeah, it was. they were all fairly pleased to see Hamilton out of the race. Um, and yeah, I've been to... The guy I went to the race with is a Hamilton fan. He obviously wasn't very happy. But this time last year, I went to Silverstone with him and Verstappen was out on lap one and Hamilton won. So, swings and roundabouts. <laughs> but yeah, safety <laughs> car deployed. Um, Verstappen's up to P7. Uh, Leclerc had to pit under the safety car, which was unfortunate for him because of a tear-off from Lance Stroll's car. People thought it was Verstappen. Apparently it was Stroll. Um, going into his brake duct, which is typical bad luck because uh, Leclerc was actually up to ninth. Um, just behind Verstappen. Uh, Verstappen actually rinsed him around the outside of No Name Corner on lap one, which I'm surprised didn't get more, more coverage since they're meant to be battling for the title. Um, but yeah, unfortunate for Leclerc to have that tear off in his in his um, uh, brake duct, had to pit, uh, kind of ruined his strategy, didn't really have much pace from there on, and ended up, yeah, having a bit of a disaster in terms of, well, not that it matters anymore, but points lost to Verstappen were quite big in the end of the race. Um, have you found Sorry, this quote? Just, just to quickly interject, I haven't been able to find the quote, but literally about two minutes before we started recording this podcast, Hamilton's posted on Instagram, he's just posted a few pictures, and the last one is a Mercedes signed cap with the message to Fernando written on it. <laughs> oh no, he's going to find this real quick. So he's, he's going to go give Fernando a signed hat for, <laughs> for his troubles. Brilliant, I'm sure I'd appreciate that. I'm sure, if knowing Fernando, that'll be straight in the bin. 
Nah. And you know what? They're, they're on quite good like terms that, when they're happens. not in the car, aren't they? <laughs> I don't know. That's a very good question. I'm not convinced they are. Well, in the future, they'll be pals, I reckon. Like, once they've both stopped racing and made, made amends. Do you think Alonso's one to sort of get over these things? It's been 15 years, Jamie. I don't think it's quite as overblown as people make it. <laughs> Alonso holds grudges. <laughs> Yeah, we'll he is. See. He is a very, very salty man. Remember, remember we will, when we he see. just when Oscar Piastri tweeted out, and all he put on his Instagram story was him doing the thumbs up. That was hilarious. Like he knew nothing oh, was I love, going I love on. Alonso. I don't. I don't want him to leave. <laughs> oh, don't give me that. He's got to go. Oh, he's got to go. Give me at, at some least point. two or three more years. Well, he's got a three-year contract. Really? He's around forever. Oh, yeah. I honestly, I feel like at this point, Shall not because of what happened at this weekend. <laughs> I know Alonso just. Call it a day, man. Honestly, yeah, he's got Let's three years of stat padding versus stroll now, anyway. So pretty much, yeah. There we go. <laughs> stat padding his bank account. Yeah. Moving on to the restart, um, yeah, uh, not it was fairly uneventful the restart. Um, Verstappen just very very quickly made up positions. Uh, yeah, it was just one of lap. Science, wasn't it? Science was leading, but never really broke away from Perez or Russell. Um, yeah, Verstappen was just rinsing through the pack. One at bus stop, one at Lecom. Yeah, it was insane, the rate of progress. I think we all expected it. Um, I did like that Alonso made sure to lift off and basically wave him through <laughs> um, versus when he raced the other champion on the grid, just <laughs> doing everything he can to defend against Hamilton. I guess he knows where his battles are, but also he does seem to like Verstappen a lot more than Hamilton. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, but yeah, Verstappen was very quickly up to P3. And by that point... Perez and Sainz both pit fairly early. Um, I think lap 12, uh, Sainz came into the pits despite starting on mediums and um, Verstappen was on soft. So, yeah, Sainz pitting early for a new set of mediums came out uh, behind one of the McLarens, I want to say. Do you remember who it was? Ricardo. Yeah, and then that cost him maybe half a lap of pace trying to trying to get past Ricardo. Um, yeah, but five laps later, Verstappen just doing laps on his own in the lead pit came out behind Perez and Sainz caught very quickly obviously Perez was waved out of the way um, actually one lap later than he should have been because the first lap I think Verstappen thought he was going to get through and then Perez kind of didn't let him through into a calm as he thought he would um, yeah but one lap later team orders I think came out or maybe just Verstappen was close enough to make it a move easily yeah he just got rounded I think obviously I mean, sorry Sergio Perez knew what was going on yeah yeah like, there was yeah. no point for him either and then very quickly, uh, Verstappen keeps on closing on, on Sainz. And lap 18, he took the lead uh, right in front of me, where we were stood, which is cool. Um, and yeah, just never really looked back. So in less than, to first. less than half the race, he'd gone from, what, 13th, because Gasly didn't start yes. the race, yeah. up into P1, a net P1, um, yeah, in, in under half distance. <laughs> I just I, I wish they'd have started from the pit lane just for a laugh because he still would have won. I mean, <laughs> this is the thing, isn't it? Like, genuinely, they they probably won't try it, of course. But you sort of think if they've got a car that's this quick, Monza, Verstappen could genuinely do something that has never been done in F one before. Yeah, and that is start a race from dead last and win. Because John, Watson obviously, other other drivers have ended up in last place and still won races before. But yeah. no one has started in the very last grid slot and won a Grand Prix in F1. No, I think I think John Watson's lowest one from 22nd. John Watson won from 22nd, but, but that was a 23 was, car field, wasn't was it? it really Might have been more than that. That's I think it was 23. Uh, what year was it? I have no idea. I was going to say. F1. I want to say 1982. Let me have a look. Let me have a look. Um, but yeah, yeah like, uh, no, well, yeah, this race, he could have started no. from the pit lane and definitely still won. I don't expect yes. the. Uh, it was 1983 Long Beach. 22 out of 28 sorry. he started. Oh, 28, sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Verstappen could have won the race from anywhere. I genuinely, He could have started with a 20-second penalty and still won the race. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I think he was just on a different level this weekend. I think, the obviously, the, the circuit car. definitely suited the car, absolutely. The straight-line speed of it is insane. Um, yes. So... When we get to tracks that are a bit more similar to Hungary, I think the Ferrari will be fairly level still. So at Zandvoort, for instance, I think Ferrari should have the edge there in terms of Ooh. pace. 
brave. Yeah, but it's also Verstappen's home race, so he's going to have the extra half a second, as Nigel Mansell used to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see about that. I mean, Red Bull, oh, sorry, Ferrari have come out and said, haven't they, after the race weekend, that they do believe that Ferrari, oh, sorry, that Red Bull now are much quicker than them down the straight and still able to match them in the corners. Yeah. yeah. Which would not bode sorcery. well. <laughs> exactly. I mean, Adrian knew it. Let's be fair, you know. Everyone always says it about any Formula One driver, don't they? You know, Hamilton, he's always the car. He's been able to win seven world titles yeah. because of the car. Best drivers get best cars. Yeah. Simple as yeah. that. Max Verstappen certainly deserves a car like that Red Bull. Absolutely, yeah. Adrian Newey is just a wizard. Yeah, he's a genius. Like, all, you can't yeah. argue against it. Adrian Newey is just built... He sees the world in a different way. Yeah. And is able just to find a way to make things happen with air that no one else can yeah yeah definitely. and when you kind of pull those things together i mean we it, we could genuinely get 2013 seb second half of the season vibes couldn't we well yeah i've just had a look he's been responsible for 11 drivers championships and 10 constructors championships i think he is the most successful person ever in formula one probably in terms of yeah i would imagine so I guess technically a lot of the Mercedes people have won 16 now. Um, but Adrian Newey's well, won 17, 21. 17 even with the Braun as well. So, But say if someone went from Ferrari to Brackley, which I don't know if anyone did, they could have more. But, a few did. Yeah, because if they were at Ferrari for early 2000s, then moved to Mercedes for 2010s, that would be insane. But yeah, yeah Adrian Newey has single-handedly... Well, I mean, I was, we're discrediting the rest of the team, but he has been heavily influential in a oh, lot yeah. of championships in his time. <laughs> Yes, and it is just the fact everywhere he goes as well, with the dominates. exception of McLaren, wasn't it? Even they won 98-99 with him. Yeah, yeah, he just joined, hadn't he? Yeah. Yeah, to be fair. But then, yeah, he and got probably Williams a lot of dominance. More. He got Red Bull a lot of dominance with Sebastian Vettel. And now it looks like, obviously, the first half of the season, I think Ferrari at least were level, potentially not like had the edge over Red Bull. Yeah, they definitely had the edge on one lap pace, but it seemed like Red Bull just slightly had a bit more come yeah, Sunday. Yeah. And now but, this Red Bull is insane. It's it could yeah. it's about when he's gonna win the championship now rather than if. Which is exactly. very good news, his second world championship. He's gonna become yeah the ninth driver ever to successfully defend their first world title. Wow. Didn't know that. Yeah. Doesn't happen often. Oh Lewis Hamilton didn't do it. No, he, he, yeah, shame about nice gearbox. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the rest of the race though, kind of simmered down a lot, didn't it? Yeah. The only other real things we had was that three-wide Ricardo Zonta-inspired tribute moment between Gasly, Seb, and Ocon. Yeah. Uh, which, not quite sure why Seb jumped Gasly out of turn one. Yeah. But GG's to Ocon there, sent it around the outside. Yeah, of Ocon drove very well. He's been doing it for a while he now. Did. No one's really Two noticed. double overtakes this weekend. Yeah. You can't claim that. I don't, I don't like him, as we, as we well know, but he's driving yeah, very well. you make that clear every time you mention yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, Gasly could be his teammate next year. Yeah. We'll discuss that more in the Dutch Grand Prix preview, though. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll be we'll, back with we'll all that. We'll save that. Um, um, yeah, there was also was a bit of a train. There was a big train between Albon uh, down to the rest of the series midfield runners, basically. You had Stroll, Norris, Joe, Sonoda, and Ricardo all behind Alex Albon for the final point um, in a DRS train. The Williams was so fast in sector one that like Stroll was behind him genuinely about 20 laps and couldn't ever have an opportunity because of the launch Albon got out of turn one down the uh, down to Eau Rouge. But yeah, that was, it was a good race. I, I did enjoy it. Um, it was better than 2018, which is the last time I went to Spa. Yes, it was better than 2018. It's, um, the, last time. it's the only Grand Prix we've both been to, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. We'll is. have to do one at some point, Jamie. We'll have, yeah, to, yeah. We'll have to go to a, Grand a live, Prix. live podcast. We'll, do, we'll do a podcast from from a race at some yeah. point. I would say a campsite, but that's too big for campsites now. So. Oh, no, I'm not paying for you to have a hotel. What do you mean too big for campsites? Ah, no, I suppose actually I've never actually camped at an F1 yeah, race. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that was kind of it, really. The point score is. Well, ah, ah, ah. Oh, uh, I forgot uh, about uh, a bit of Ferrari uh, incompetence. Let's not forget Ferrari doing the clown show quickly. Yep. <laughs> it wouldn't be, be a race without it. Week. Yes. Talk me through it. Talk me through yeah. how did Ferrari do this again? It's a very well-trodden path of 
a championship contender with nothing to fight for in the race, pitting late on for a fresh set of softs, or not fresh because they put him on in Q3 by mistake. Mercedes <laughs> do it. Red Bull have done yeah. it in the past. Yeah. Surely. Gasly did it when he was at Red Bull all the time. Yeah. Surely a team with the experience in Formula 1 like Ferrari will not balls this up. <laughs> yeah. So, oh. yeah, they pit Leclerc at the end of lap 43. No, he'd the end already of lap told them he sorry. didn't want to pit. Yeah, they fit him onto a fresh set of softs, drops him momentarily behind Alonso, which I'm sure they didn't expect. Don't worry, it's not a big deal. If anything, it probably helps him because he gets DRS for his attempts on the fastest lap. Yes. Uh, he does indeed overtake Alonso on lap 44 uh, for the uh, fifth place back, which yeah is all he was anyway. He pit from fifth, he came out sixth, overtook Alonso back to fifth. No worries, nothing's going wrong yet. He then finishes the lap, uh, and here's where it falls apart. Doesn't get a fastest lap by He's six by tenths six away, tenths away from six Verstappen's tenths time. Away, Verstappen's time with no DRS on old mediums compared to a Ferrari with DRS on new softs. Um, and then to yeah, add insult to injury, the <laughs> according to the clerks, the brake duct uh, or the the overheating caused by the brake duct caused by the tear-off early in the race, came full circle and broke a sensor, which meant his pit limiter didn't work, and he went 51 kilometers an hour. <laughs> um, or 51 miles an hour, sorry. Um, and ended up speeding in the pit lane. Five-second penalty. Dropped him behind Alonso. So he ended up finishing sixth. When, if he had not fitted, he would have just finished fifth and had no jeopardy. And it would have been an okay recovery considering where he was after the safety car. But no. Ferrari, Ferrari, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to cheekily plug, actually. If you want to see Ferrari not always mess up their straps, follow my F1 Manager <laughs> a series as well here on the channel. But don't watch Monaco. Monaco did not go well. Oh, well, you're I, Ferrari going to be on the I, phone then, getting you a job. <laughs> I might have finished two laps down with both cars at Monaco. Oh, dear. That's like 1970s stuff. It is. It is, yeah. It, it rained a lot. And Charles Leclerc kept telling me he wanted to go back onto dries, and I listened to him. Which was oh. stupid. Oh, yeah. Um, the, the less spoke about that, the better, I think, today. <laughs> I think, though, there is still a few other little talking points, isn't there, from the Grand Prix that we kind of glossed over. One, of course, it seems like the technical directive, whether, again, we don't know whether it's a technical directive, we don't know whether Red Bull have just brought a lot of upgrades that have really worked. There are rumours, aren't there, rumblings around the place saying, are they really sticking to the budget cap? As well as they're meant to be, which again you you don't know. It's conjecture but for this point. I think other talking points though, Jamie, Aston Martin, very very strong race pace once more. There eighth and eleventh, brilliant race yeah. out by Seb Williams as well. Obviously, Albon running the zero zero wing concept clearly yep. worked this weekend. Tenth place for him, and it seems like actually I read some data that Mercedes during the second and sort of second half of the Grand Prix. They're still on pace with Ferrari. Yeah, yeah. I mean, George Russell was Russell's closing. only two seconds away. Russell came out the pits, I think, 10, 12 seconds behind Russ, behind Science. Yeah. Ended up, like, he almost got DRS and then made a mistake and then never really recovered from that late on. But that was what we were looking out for late in the race at the track was just how much closer Russell was getting for that final podium place. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's not all over for Mercedes. I think this track really exacerbated their weakness. Um, but it should, there should be opportunities. I don't know if they'll win... Like, I've been saying all season, no. I think they would have raced, but no. I'm not so sure now. It's, it's over. And they're not Unless you get a miracle run. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, that, I think this weekend they basically have... Maybe, obviously, Russell's strong pace on Sunday will I mean they Singapore keep trying like it a bit could more. happen. A Singapore could... But Mercedes have historically always been terrible at Singapore, and they never know why. Yeah, but then this car seems like it likes the, uh, the corners a lot more than the straight lines. So... Yeah, we'll have to see, but I'd I'd be surprised. Certainly, I'd be surprised if both of them win a race. I think you're looking at getting a bit of luck to win a race now. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, that Red for them. Bull just looks. I mean, that Red Bull is the fastest thing around everywhere at the moment. Mm. Down the straights, in the corners, it is Jamie. That was. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. I don't think we will. I think we all know what's going on. But I mean, I mean, again, like we said, though, of course, Mercedes is still right there with Ferrari. Could still mean we got a battle for P two. Uh, in the constructors, but even now, Perez should be really thinking. And Peter I'm gonna get drivers. my best season result of the year. Yeah, Peter and the driver still looks quite open, um, unless Red Bull. I think to Perez dominate. should. Perez should walk away with that now. 
Yeah, he should, but it is Perez. And in Hungary, he was out in Q2 on pure pace. So... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But Max Verstappen becomes the first driver since 1960... Only the second driver two, ever. ...two races in a row, both starting from 10th or lower. Yeah. Which, if that doesn't scream dominance, I don't know what does. <laughs> yeah, he uh, equaled the current grid record for lowest winning position. Uh, legitimately winning position, sorry. Yeah, I was going to uh, say. <laughs> nice Alonso. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I guess lowest grid position is a bit of a caveat because Hamilton won from actual 14th, whereas Verstappen was 13th Yeah. because uh, of Gasly, yeah. but it was 14th on the grid. Alonso won from 15th in Singapore. 15th, yeah. But Not quite one, levels of Kimi, but there one we are. Is in, and talking of conspiracies, earlier on in the race, earlier on in the podcast, sorry, um, I saw a conspiracy that's completely oh, unrelated no. just to Singapore 2008 um, that had it not changed the outcome of the championship, they would have avoided that, which I probably agree with. Because obviously that race, had they avoided the result, Massa would have won the championship over Hamilton because Massa got no yes. points, Hamilton got six in that race. Yeah. But to be fair, Ferrari, it wasn't directly caused by... No, no, Ferrari, like Massa still could have got Ferrari points Ferrari threw that, that away, they yeah. They completely threw it. Um, but yeah, that's an interesting little thing. The amount of times, same with 97 actually. Um, yeah, they would have handed or had had Schumacher been successful in taking both of them out. I think they wouldn't have disqualified him. But really? that's just me. They they hate I changing championships. Yeah, we we made that very clear last year, Jamie. Let's well, they hate changing championships after the race is finished. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's very very true. Um, let's. Let's just discuss then other... Uh, well, I mean, driver of the day, why is it Max Verstappen? <laughs> yeah, it's Max. He won for but, 14th. <laughs> that being said, though, a few other shout-outs certainly need to be given. Like we said, uh, Sebastian Vettel, brilliant race from him. Ocon, despite the penalties there, was not far away from Alonso by the chequered flag. Gasly, from the pit lane to points. Yep. And again, obviously, Alex Albon. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Gasly, yeah. I We didn't actually know he started from the pit lane at the track. It wasn't really made clear. We just sort of saw the grid starting and there's a, a car missing we're like oh who's that um but yeah a very good race 100th race in formula one for him uh yep. pit lane to ninth which is decent not bad going in his no. avatary not no, bad isn't. at all and championship wise it's very curious i think the lower top uh yeah lower places in the constructors certainly could be very very close because in my opinion you've kind of got so right now you've got alpha in sixth then Haas then Alpha Tari, then Aston Martin. In my opinion, the, the actual pecking order is basically a reverse of that. So, yeah. like, yeah, Aston Martin will, I think, definitely well, finish mm, off ninth. Aston Martin can be. Yeah, yeah. But they're definitely, in terms of form, seem to be on better form than Haas and Alpha Romeo right now. So that'll, that'll close up a lot. There's 25 points in it between 6th... Uh, sorry, 20, 27. 27 points in it between 6th and ninth right now, four teams. That's one to keep an eye on because Alpha have been on really yeah. poor form and so have Haas. And Alpha Tauri picking up two points here. Aston Martin have had points in the last five races now, I think. I want Williams to be battling them, though. I don't think Williams are picking up 20 points to pick Not to catch why, but uh, that, doesn't, that doesn't change the fact I want them to Well, you to put be. them fifth at the start of the year, so it's no wonder. I did put them fifth. No, I didn't put them fifth. No, you put them eighth, I think. But I initially, put you put them fifth. <laughs> I, I wanted to believe. I want to believe Williams are going to get back. Yeah. And let's not forget, we were actually hyping them up at the end of last year. Yeah, we were. I don't. I. I, I still don't really know why. Um, there was a lot of hype around that. Team. Yeah, and also Alpine look like they'll be ahead of McLaren. I think like, there's only twenty yeah. points in it, but the way it's going, McLaren have only really got I think one. McLaren have they've got one hand tied behind year. their back with Daniel Ricciardo exactly. in the team. Yeah, they're, so. they're doing make a wish for Daniel Ricciardo. Wow. Still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's it's Alpine looking nailed on to get p4 in the championship um they've had double points so many times this year they've actually been a fairly well-run organization apart from trying to get piastri in the seat yeah we didn't i was just thinking about piastri we didn't get any confirmation did we yesterday no apparently it's it's happening this week isn't it about the court case and that i think well it was i thought it was yesterday to be honest i do think regardless what happens he will be racing for mclaren next year um, if Alpine win the court case, they will just get a massive settlement. So I still don't think Piastri will race for Alpine. They'll just get a massive no, payout. No, of course not. Of course not. Mm. They're going to be stuck with Daniel Ricciardo. 
Um, or Mick Schumacher, but we'll talk about that another time. Yeah, well, like we said, we'll discuss or all that. Gasly. All those going on. Or Pierre Gasly, <laughs> yeah. Um, let's jump over then to F1 Fantasy. Yes, because I did quite well. Oh, um, no. So we'll jump straight into it. I mean, I didn't do badly. Uh, I haven't. I don't, we don't know how well we did yet. Um, I think you outscored me because you seem confident. I, I binned off Bottas before the race weekend, which was a good call. Okay. Because he got okay. DNF. Um, yeah, that was a good choice. I also actually, binned off Leclerc back. because I'm sick of him getting a turbo for 20 points. I didn't, which now looking back was probably a mistake because I'm guessing you turboed Perez. Indeed, I did. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, my team's looking like no. Verstappen and Perez now with okay. Perez on the turbo most weeks. Alonso still there doing bits. Uh, Stroll actually brought in, which is a bit unserious, but we move. And also He's Kevin cheap. Magnussen. I should have got Albon in, but I didn't think he'd actually be that good. Uh, and still Ferrari as a team. So, yeah, it went, it went quite well. Uh, I got 198. Oh. I don't. How? What are you saying for this week? I kept my lineup of Magnussen, Verstappen, Russell, Albon, Leclerc, and Alpine, and I didn't actually do badly. I mean, 171 is not bad. No, it's not too bad. Um, but didn't do didn't do me many favors apparently between us. No, so that's going well. Uh, where are you in your own league? We've got 4.49k. So almost yeah, four we're and almost at four and a half thousand. Twelve more to go. Get in the league. Yeah. There's links down in the description every week. Um, oh, excuse me. I am six hundred and fifty third, which actually is still very respectable, I think. Yeah, I'm. But in, I'm guessing you're about two hundred places above me. I'm three hundred ninth. Wow. So, <laughs> okay. So that's what top ten percent, which is pretty Less good. Than, well, about top seven percent, isn't it? Yeah, I'll take that. Um, He's very good. A round of applause yeah, for Jamie. Thank you. Fair play. I mean, you're not quite some of our top drivers, no, no. which we'll talk about in just a moment. But what you do is you join a league for a sweepstake, and then you actually try, and it's actually not that hard. So... Be amazed. What... I'm... Sorry, remind me. Is it twenty quid? Uh, I think it was ten, but I actually can't remember. But if it... ten quid, if it's twenty, you're dedicating quid. this much time to ten pounds. Yeah, of course. It might be. It might be twenty. I actually can't remember. That might be. Is that like going to be the only ten pounds you earn this year? <laughs> ten quid. And you're well literally be. dedicating hours of your time to this. Not even hours, minutes before a race. It's weekend. hours. It's uh, hours. But Jamie. I'm actually winning that league by by quite a bit at the minute. So you need a job. Oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we'll go on to the, our little shout-outs for uh, yeah the top ten race and wait, hang on. Did Mansell's mustache play as Mega Driver this week? Oh no, dear! Oh, it's finished for him. Oh no! Oh, did he? <laughs> he played as Mega Driver on Lewis Hamilton. Oh no! That's his second you one. You optimistic? It's all gone wrong for Mansell's mustache. It's surely he scored less than me. Yeah. Oh no! And he's got no Mega that Driver is an for the second disaster. half season. Sorry for outing you like that, Max T. But yeah. but you've been incredible. You've all been year. so good all year. This is an absolute mess. I mean, up. he's still miles ahead of everyone else in the league. But surely, by me, I'll have a look in a second. He's not top of the world anymore. Surely not. Um, do you want to do race or do you want to do overall? We'll do overall since down. we started off with Mansell's mustache, who is okay. still winning, but now has no chips to play with for the rest of the season. Uh, ahead of Larry T in second place, a regular top ten finisher. Um, Sorry, Mansell's mustache quickly is down to sixth place in the world, oh, and he's got no Mega terrible. Driver, and everyone else around him has got a Mega. Still, it's I'm so, so sorry, Max. It's gone. Like, so if you're wrong. listening to this, I'm genuinely like, if you need a shoulder to cry on, I do wonder if he got hacked or something because he had. No Hamil- one's gonna hack an F1 fantasy it's true. team. It's true. Surely. But why would you have Hamilton signs Stroll, Albon, Magnussen? Because I'm guessing he thought Mercedes' technical directive was gonna work potentially, and he was gonna bag insane points over anyone you should never use your mega driver though in a race weekend like this no like after a huge rule change maybe not huge i mean i'm sure max knows all this but yeah it's it's hindsight fc over here but um yeah we've got dipam in p3 uh not far behind larry uh for second place we've got mission smoke winnow i don't know what yeah something to do with ferrari there with nihal in p4 it's basically just there to get people to smoke isn't it yeah yeah. Mission Smoke win now. To be fair, half the sponsors are still tobacco in F1. It's oh, just yeah. no one actually cares. It's um, either tobacco or the far superior Bybit in cryptocurrency. Yeah, yeah. Because crypto is our future, people. <laughs> uh, we've got the boys who cry wolf with Bryce G in P5. Timotheus W with Scuderia Wickham, P6. Luca B, P7. Alan Brittis in P8. Uh, Ferrari Masterplan, 
P9, and I think a new entry into P10 with Cancrone Racing Points. No, I remember Cancrone from re- uh, from previous years. He's always been right there. Oh, I haven't fair. seen his name show up this year, but yeah, it's definitely uh, a name I recognise. Yeah, I didn't watch your fantasy videos last year, so first time Not I've been seeing it. Not many people did. That's why we bundled it into the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually came 255th in Belgium. I have no idea where I Without came. a Mega Driver, is, I think that's quite good. Not many people use their Mega. Don't big yourself up too much. Oh, look at the everyone in the top 10 I did. came where did I come uh, I don't know it's on the I where did I finish if you're on lobby oh sorry uh, 848 yeah, there you go 848 sorry which isn't bad which isn't bad having a look then special side out to our top 10 of the week from Belgium then it was TM uh, that came out on top there with 305 points he mega driver I'm guessing Verstappen yep. uh, yes he did Lance Stroll <laughs> Sonoda Schumacher Alonso Red Bull as his lineup there very very interesting clearly all your eggs are in one basket. Andy B in P2. They're 298 points. I'm guessing it's a pretty similar lineup. He megged Verstappen, turboed Perez, Red Bull, and then both Haas cars and unfortunately Bottas. So if you didn't have Bottas, you had Albert there. You would have scored big, big points. Uh, Jack in P3 ahead of Rufus in fourth. Kate with Squadra there in P5 ahead of Moa uh, Carlos. Moa again actually getting book, uh, two cars into oh, wow. the top 10. Not his first team though. That came 12th. <laughs> But still a very, very good week. Yeah. Uh, Sylvester in P9. And then Epic Zach 24 rounds out our top 10 this week there. If you wanted to get in the top 10, you needed 257 points or more. So a round of applause to all of you. Yeah, so if I make it max, I I would have been. Yeah, you would have, quite comfortably. 98 points more would have put me on 296. So I actually would have been third. Second? No, third. Second? 296. Second? Oh, sorry, yeah. Third. Yeah. You let down. You yeah, let down. Terrible. Your disappointment. <laughs> yes. So, shall we move on? Our, our predictions were done about three weeks ago, if it was like, well yeah. before we knew any engine penalties. Yeah. We, we kind so of got nervous do we, we weekend, actually, we? I need to go and find out what they were. I've got them. Oh, okay. Quickly. Give well, me you, one you second, because I posted them. up them. Yeah, it didn't go well. No, gonna level with well, you. Well, I think we between um, us we received Verstappen and Leclerc on pole, which both yeah, which having is no back points. Of the grid didn't yep. go too That's, well. <laughs> that kind of saved me accidentally uh, last week. Uh, you had Verstappen race victory though, which I'm nice. sure after Saturday was still a guarantee. Um, <laughs> and then you had Hamilton Leclerc, which definitely didn't happen. Nope, neither. Mine went even worse. I almost actually did quite well. Uh, had Russell jumped slightly, sorry, I would have actually scored you, outscored you this week. Uh, but I had Hamilton win, which definitely oh didn't happen. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I was always going to jinx it, wasn't I? Uh, I had Verstappen P2, which net to be one point, and Russell P3, which, of course, scored me nothing there. So, yeah, had Russell jumped Sainz yeah. for the first time in a long time, maybe even this year, I would have outscored you. Yeah. But two points for Jamie, one point for myself. Not a weekend to remember no. uh, from so the predictions. So it's up to 51 for me and 35 for you. Oh. It's, it's quite actually no it's not i was gonna say it's quite soon until it's impossible for you to win but with eight points a weekend it's probably yeah and it, 10 points of course in brazil in, yeah in brazil so we've, i've still got a fight so chance. you've got a chance it's gonna to have to be one hell of a comeback but there we go exactly exactly if I mean, ferrari still we'll believe do, then you can yeah we'll do um predictions of course when we do the zambolt preview show in a couple of days time what are we rating then, Jamie? To finish us out, the Belgian Grand Prix, of course, confirmed to be back on the calendar next yep. year. I am ge- definitely, genuinely going to try and make sure I'm out there for that. Um, whether that's with my dad or what, I think we both want to go. So I'm looking forward to that already. But yeah, I mean, Belgium over the last couple of years has delivered us some snooze fests. Kind of carried, of course, because of the DRS and Max Verstappen being out of position. But not not a particularly memorable race. It wasn't it, it wasn't amazing. I it's hard to tell how bad it is when you're at, when you're there. Like yeah. I remember thinking at the time 2018 wasn't that bad and then just realized really quite how bad it was when the only yep. thing that really happened was Ericsson and Hartley battling. So yeah, I'll give it a 6. Because uh, Yeah, I think a 6 yeah. is fair this And week, I I did it? enjoy it. Obviously, a driver went from 14th to 1st, but it's kind of like we all knew it was going to happen. Yeah, so. it's bizarre, isn't it? A driver yeah. going 14th to 1st should make it at least a 9. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I see people complaining about how boring F1 is, but like, get a grip. This, yeah. <laughs> if you watch the first nine races of 2019, first eight races, sorry, 2019, this is so much better. Like, even with... Well, 
mean, 2019 had some pretty memorable well, ones. Well, it did after on. Mercedes stopped getting one-twos every race. Yeah, but that was Bahrain shouldn't have been. No, Bahrain was good. Canada shouldn't have been a win for Mercedes. They didn't actually get nine one-twos in a row either because no. Monaco happened. But they got... But I think 2019 it's... is often forgot to actually have quite a few spicy races. Well, they had a lot of good races after after Austria was the first really, really good one. But it was yeah, about five in a row Monaco was that. intense. It wasn't that. It was half another penalty. It wasn't that intense. Hamilton just oh, overblew yeah, it on the radio it. to make it seem harder than it was. <laughs> well, yeah, but can't blame him. Can't blame yeah. him. But yeah, this. I mean, yeah, F one's good. Stop, stop crying, basically. Mm, yeah, it's. I, I, I think they. Twenty twenty one treated well. us so hard, and we we're realizing yeah, exactly. now. We kind of. I think. I mean, we we've seen enough Formula One seasons that we know this. Yeah. Um, but it would have been nice if Ferrari could have been competent. Yeah, yeah. You just can't rely on Ferrari to give I think you a Brazil challenge. And, not Brazil, sorry. Um, Bahrain and Jeddah really made, us, us, didn't they? made yeah. us think it was going to be an absolute banger like last year. But it's kind of even at Australia was good. Yeah, I guess it was. Sign, uh, not sign, sorry. Leclerc kind of dominated though, didn't he? Um, even yeah. before the failure. But yeah, it's it's just a normal F one season. We had years and years of Hamilton just winning the championship with six races to go. So... <laughs> 2017 and 18 gave us some renewed hope. Even then, it was three races from the end or four races from the end both years, wasn't it? So Oh, yeah, that's because Ferrari, Ferrari was just, just fun to watch Ferrari implode after yeah. the summer break. So, both times. Yeah. F1 isn't in the mud. It's still going to be growing. It's still going to be very good. So, yeah, we go again for Zandvoort. Which, we do. Speaking of races that disappoint, um, <laughs> a track where you this gonna be can't one you follow can and can't through, overtake. Probably. That being said, though, new regs, yeah. this is going to be yeah. a big, big test. Hungary was good, and that, that shouldn't have been good. But Hungary has no right giving as many good races no, as it has, though. Yeah. Anything else to add, though, Jamie, before we round out this week's show, then? I think we've, I think I think we've we covered quite everything well. quite well. I, d- I don't think either of us expected this to be over an hour long. No, we waffled about 20 we minutes before we actually it. got into it, didn't we? We, we did waffle so a lot earlier. Hopefully on, you, you've made it through that. <laughs> yes, yeah, that is knowing wheel. <laughs> at the end of the day thank you all so much for listening like we said you know jamie uh, are you going to be back out of zanvort this weekend as our trackside reporter oh absolutely not that's me done for the year okay, <laughs> fair enough fair yeah. enough that's jamie done for the year um but yeah thank you all so much for listening as always if you have enjoyed please do make sure you leave a like and get yourself subscribed leave us a follow over on spotify as well and we will return in yeah a couple of days time ready to preview zanvort and discuss a few other goings on in the world of Formula 1. Otherwise, this show would be about three weeks long. 